welcome to Answers That Count. If you own a business, you can count on us to give you the answers you need to succeed in all aspects of your business. And now, here's your host, Charles Musgrove. Hello, welcome back. I am your host, Charles Musgrove of Answers That Count. Thank you for joining us for another exciting show. You know what we do. We try to provide nuggets of knowledge for those that are watching and those that are listening. We're on all your favorite podcast channels. We're out there on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google, Spotify. We're out there. Check us out. We're also on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe and hit the alert button. You can also leave us some comments, and we'll get back to you on those comments that you leave on YouTube. We're on Roku TV and Amazon Fire TV also. Be sure to subscribe and hit the alert button on that, too, so you'll be notified when we drop new videos. Today, we have... Chris Musgrove from Future Now. Chris, thank you for joining us, man. This is going to be a great show. Glad to be here, man. It's uh, this is the first time I've had another Musgrove on the show, and yes, we are wow. related. So, you are the first. Let's don't make it. Let's don't make it be the last. Let's have another let's one. Let's so, not. Let's not. Man, thank you so well, much for joining us. I'm glad to be here. Uh, we're we're separated from Valdosta to Tallahassee, but we're close. And uh, I've been I've been enjoying having some conversation with you in the last couple of months. So this is this is really exciting. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, this will be a good show. And we have uh, we we cover from we're all in North Florida. So from Tallahassee, I'm actually in the 38 TV studio today, which is over in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. So which is near Destin, wow. Florida. So it is the Studio A, and I call it A for answers that count. So. Uh, Thank you, Studio 30A, for uh, having us here in, in the studio today. So, Chris, you're up in Valdosta, and you are the founder and the leader of Future Now. So tell us a little bit about what Future Now is. I'd be happy to. Future Now is a, it's a school assembly program that uh, we taught the students about vision, purpose, and destiny through the means of drama, music, video, and I like to say real-life stories, but we also – huge production lights video sound uh we have an led wall fuel full blown music uh, uh we have a production team out of uh that comes out of pensacola they're they're i mean they bring the line arrays and the, the moving lights and stage and it's just a very powerful uh program and we talk uh, we I always say i want to have a unforgettable program so they won't forget the message and, uh, and once again, and, and that was my story. I, Charles can tell you more about me probably than I can, but he, uh, uh, we were, I was a troubled child, but uh, uh, actually. Um, you just I, led, I a, you a led a very exciting life. So it was, uh, <laughs> it, it may have been not within the guardrails of what, definitely different than what you are right now. So you're, you are an exciting person. So you're just excited for Jesus right now. And, and that's the message that's that you it. deliver on an everyday basis. That's it. And then, uh, and, and fortunately, and we don't cross any lines. We, we, I've, I've actually had some principals here in South Georgia that said, can you talk to the kids about Jesus? I said, I can't do it. If you want to do it, you can. I don't want to go to jail. But we, the, because of equal access that says any student club can do after-hours events and they can announce it during the day, the student can get up that's in the club and say, tonight we're going to have a special event with Future Now at 7 o'clock. It's a free event. You're welcome to come, and 
and they and and we we ag, ag, average about sixty percent of the student body. Wow. By the time they some of them will bring their parents, their friends. I always tell people if you if you see a thousand students, we'll get about six hundred back. And we we've had as many as I think the most we've ever had was about three thousand at, at a wow, night. Wow, that's event. a lot. So do you go? Is it high school? Is it focused to high school? It's high school and middle school. Okay. So sixth and twelfth grade is our. Now we've done. We've done some some younger grades. If they were some in the smaller school systems, they'll bring uh, the fourth and fifth graders over. We'll kind of dumb it down a little bit. But we don't spend a lot of time talking about issues and problems. We we felt like the Lord had laid on our heart to talk about not. I always say tell people that drugs, alcohol, premarital sex, gangs, violence, failing grades, bullying are not problems. They're symptoms of a bigger problem. You don't have a plan. That's true. And I always tell people if you. The, 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 the Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18, without a vision, my people perish. So I like to say, if you don't know where you're going, you'll take every road. And yeah. uh, that's just about as. That's, that, that's what know, we see say, today. Not just not yeah, just kids know, of that age. It's, it's everybody. Oh, I tell them, I said, I meet grown people every day. They hate their life. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. They don't, you know, maybe their dreams were shattered. And I understand things go wrong and things happen, but there's always tomorrow and and where are you going? You're going somewhere, whether you like it or not. That's true. You might as well go somewhere on purpose, is what I like to say. That's uh, true. And that, that was me. I was going nowhere fast. Uh, and um, and somebody, when I was in college, actually shared the gospel with me, and I became a Christian. I grew up in church. I just went the other direction. But uh, it was funny, Charles. I remember I had a ninth-grade English teacher, Shirley Albritton, and she told me I was a great communicator because she saw how I was talking trash and all this stuff. <laughs> and she knew I was a troubled kid, but but I just shut her down. I, I wasn't even sure what that meant, but I didn't want to hear it. And um, uh, it's funny, I ran into her years later at Publix in Live Oak, and I looked her in the eye and I said, Miss Albritton, I, I apologize. You tried to help me. You saw something in me, and I just rejected it. And I, I tell these students that the education system is there to help you determine your skill sets and then help you develop them. But if there's no determination, there definitely won't be no development. Right. And I'm not sure I believe that you can be anything you want to be because you and me both know there's a bunch of things I couldn't be. And, <laughs> and you know, there's things you said, I just couldn't do that. Right. But that's okay. Find out what you're supposed to be doing. Like I got a technical guy that does all my technical stuff. I, I'm, it'd take me four hours to set this up. He did it <laughs> in about 15 minutes, you know, but you know, find out what you're supposed to do and then go do it. I, I was I did a little video the other day and um, we uh, I used a little clip from a, something I was watching with my grandkids. It's uh, it's called Hugo and, and he's talking about these machines. It's a movie and he says a uh, uh, machines were meant to do something like a, a train's supposed to take you somewhere. A clock tells you what time it is, but if they're broken, they can't do what they were meant to do. And then they said, you know, the girl goes, that's kind of like people. He said, that's right, people. When they're broken, they can't do what they were intended to do. So true. And I was a broken person, but man, I once again, I didn't know what a communicator was, but now I go to public schools and they let me talk to all their students. Now, Charles, you'd That's be the awesome. first to say, I would not let Chris Musgrove <laughs> talk to a student body. That was the a long time Christmas. ago. The old Chris, It right? was. Yeah, the first school that we ever went into, and I'm almost done here, They <laughs> the, the principal told me, that some of the teachers went to school with me at Swanee High School in Lavic, Florida. And he said that the students, some of the teachers went to school and they said, we can't believe you're letting Chris Musgrove speak to the whole student body. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not so sure I can blame him, but it, it turned out good. We got invited to another school 
And then uh, lo and behold, and I think it was in 2004, I resigned my job. And, and actually, there's a book coming out in about seven weeks that talks about this, that uh, one of my family members, somebody in my family told me my four kids were going to starve to death if I quit my job. And uh, it was rough. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. It was a little tough, but we made it. And, and we're, we're growing and learning. And it's been a uh, now all my kids are helping me from time to time. So it's a blessing. I think that's awesome. You know, it's uh, that's what we do. It's, it's a future now. We're all give, uh, we're we, all given our we're all given gifts. And it's up to us to know what those gifts are and, and to use them. I mean, God's given us yes. gifts, so you know what your gifts are and you're you're using them. So I appreciate that. And there's a lot of people that are very thankful to that also. So uh, yes. you know, you know, one of the things that that we talk about on this show is COVID. So we've been living through this COVID COVID crisis in 2020, and and uh, I like to say 2020 has been the longest decade of any year that I've lived through. So you're right. It's crazy. And I think this is the isn't this the weekend that we actually uh roll back an hour so we actually are going to add an hour to 2020. So wow. like there's wow. anything that we need is another hour of 2020, but we're going to get it either this weekend or next weekend. So uh it's coming up soon. Maybe maybe I'm off. Maybe it's the end of October. I, I always think about it on Saturday night about 12 o'clock. Right? Yeah. You got to lose an hour and gain an hour. Exactly. So I think I may be early. I think it's the last weekend of the month but it's we're going to add another hour to 2020 and it, that's probably yeah. the last thing we need to do so what you know we talk about different business businesses on this show and what you do there's there's still the the process of delivering the message of doing what future now does and there's no doubt that this covid crisis has even impacted what you do on a daily basis so Tell us a little bit about some of the experiences that you've had with this COVID, how you've been able to deliver the message, how you've been able to deliver what you do. Has it changed? And, and Because most other businesses, they've had to add some kind of virtual aspect to their business. You know, they do Zoom calls rather than conference meetings, and they're not traveling as much. So tell us a little bit about how that's impacted you. Well, last February, we, which was the first time, we had four high schools or four school systems booked for the fall already. And uh, I think my sister called me sometime in June, and she says, you know, I don't think they're going to be jamming all the kids in the gymnasium when they start back to school. And I said, you know, you're probably right. She yeah. says, you better have a plan. So we started knocking walls out in a couple offices to build a video studio because we thought – we better be prepared for this. And and we I, I average probably about three or four Zoom calls a week, which is maybe not a lot for a lot of people. But when you've never done Zoom, it's a lot, yeah. you know. But uh, we, we went to Instagram and Facebook and, and all the social media outlets that we knew that we have worked with. And we started posting stuff on a daily basis. Uh, we were hearing from a lot of the school people that um, de- depression and uh, – the suicide rates had gone up among teenagers. It was re- really, in fact, I had I had pulled up some stuff when, when we were talking to some young people that um, was talking about this, and it was just, I think in, in Los Angeles, in one county, of course, that's California, but that's okay. Uh, it was, uh, I think, 8,000% the calls had gone up on the suicide hotline, 8,000% wow. in one, in one uh, from February to March. So that was when it first hit. Right. Hopefully, some things have. Hopefully, it's come down. And it says that was due to coronavirus. And then uh, I read in a, 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 a recent study by the Center for Disease Control said that 25% of people age 18 to 24 have considered taking their own life as a result of the pandemic. 
What was so that we knew we couldn't do it. What, what was that percentage again? It was uh, 25% of the people aged 18 to 24 reported considering taking their own life as a result of the pandemic. Wow. That, and that, scary. That's It is scary. And, and I, didn't, I had a, 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 an assistant superintendent right here in Valdosta that told me that the suicide hotline in the state of Georgia had gone up. The rates of calls had gone up a thousand percent. Wow. And just in a random call, I was talking to a guy in North Carolina. In North Carolina, there, there's no school there right now. He had a 10-year-old son, and he says, I'm really having a, an issue with my son just being at the house all the time. But, yeah. you know, he plays video games, but he's just – he's he's acting weird. And, I, you know, I, my heart went out to the guy, especially a 10-year-old. You right. Know? They, well, are, are they are they going to be all right? So we just started uh, – thinking we got to get some stuff out there and we got to send some stuff out. We got to put some encouraging words. We, if it's just a post and then, you know, uh, to encourage encouragement anyway, just right. a, a one liner or something. So, and then also we, like I said, we started doing the, uh, the, um, videos we're, we're working on some videos. We're going to actually get some students to come in and start doing maybe a, just a video to, to, how to deal with depression or how to deal with fear, anxiety. Um, we got to hope some, that even with, you know, it's kind of forced us to deliver what, no matter what our business is, no matter what the service is, we've, we've been forced to adapt. So you either adapt or you don't survive and, and prosper. And I think what, what, what you're doing and the message that you have to deliver, you're forced to make a decision, forced to do things differently. And, the hope is that you're even able to 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 deliver that message to more people that yes. that you can you you're in front of more people than you were before because you know I've talked to if you if you relate that to businesses that had to travel so they if you just think of the travel time and the travel costs that they had to go through before they don't have to do that yes. now they're able to have the same communication granted they're not able to touch people or see them across the table but they're they're in front of their computer screen but they're able to 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 do more at uh, a cheaper cost so or the cost is yeah. different now they have a technology cost that they they have to incur to deliver that message but they're able to get out more and to do more and i could see that happening and what you're doing as well that you're able to to be in front of more uh computer screens being be in front of more students more 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 kids uh than what you were before we, we actually have an event scheduled next Friday in uh, down in Dixie County, Florida, north central Florida, just, you know, just below Live Oak. And, and um, they're going to actually let us perform on the stage in a lunchroom. Uh, now, we're not going to bring the full program, but she just says they are so sick of watching videos. They just want to see some live bodies. So we're going to yeah. obviously there's going to be some distance. So as the students are coming in, they'll be they'll have them spread out. So. And that, they, they just have a, they just got a grant and they said, we want you to come do something. So, and then in December, we'll do our first virtual event with the full program. But instead of doing a, we just didn't feel like people would want to watch a, a video of a, a stage, even if it was live. If you're looking at a live concert, it's not as much as it is being there. Right. If you uh, on video. So we're going to, we're going to go in and videotape all the parts and then we'll, we'll actually have a student come up at the end from that community and talk about come to this, get this link and go to this. And we're going to be doing some stuff with texting. And this is all new to us. Yeah. But even uh, when I was talking to the superintendent, he says, Chris, once you develop this, there's no limit and you can leave it up. 
Right. So there maybe one of the downfalls of what we do is the students can't come to the night event. Right. Maybe they live too far out in the county, or they they have a job, they work, or for some un, you know who knows they just can't come. They don't have a way to get there. So this kind of takes that out, so they can watch it at any time. That's true. Oh, uh, we're getting real creative on. Uh, we we do giveaways, and if they if they uh, sign up, so we're going to do like a phrase and a, a word for each section. So if they come up with a phrase, then we'll enter them to the draw. And we we give away wild adventures passes there, the theme park. They they sponsor us, and then we'll sometimes we'll give away an iPad or something, you know, just to. Uh, just to kind of encourage them to go on. Yeah. So in the, the school system, we'll do an email to to all the students through the Christian club saying, you know, watch this event. So because of the equal access, you can do that. Well, that's good. So, because, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, exciting. yeah, because now it, it lives beyond just the, the moment that you do the event. Now they can, if they go on a day after or a week after, yes. I mean, it lives it lives in perpetuity after you've done that. So that's, that's the, that, that that is exciting. Yeah. So that's the beauty of that's that's kind of the upside of some of the technology things that we do now even though it's not live and we don't we're not there across the table from it or listening to it live when it's happening podcast and youtube and all the other uh tools that are out there and platforms you can do that when when it's convenient if you're driving in the car or whenever that you're able to watch or listen to it you have that access now so i think that is that adaptation to be able to deliver it in that way is is a positive thing yeah, and you know, I was thinking when you were talking a while ago that we do a, uh, we have a local Christian ministers network, and for 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 a couple months we were doing a Zoom call, and it was it was to me it was exciting because I, I would fellowship with these guys and we'd talk, and 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 now we're we we you know nobody's doing any meeting, and and you want to you know want to do what's right, so we're the Zoom calls, and then I remember the first meeting we did where we all came back together, like man, I'm glad we did those Zoom calls because if it wasn't for those and that. You know, and some people still, you know, if there's some, if they're elderly or maybe they, maybe they got the coronavirus, right. they can still zoom in. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. They're not, they're not affecting us. And I've seen people, they just said, man, I don't know if I would have made it, you know, if I didn't have this fellowship. So yeah, I think that's I think important. These kids, are, these kids are sitting at home. They want to see something. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So true. And it's, uh, you, you know, you mentioned the zoom calls for, for church meetings and we when they closed all the churches in in florida and i guess across the united states that that uh, there was a big need for the for the congregation to be able to still communicate to still be able to fellowship with other people and i know that uh most of the churches went online some of them had to drive in churches so they could still attend church and and be around the congregation yeah. and the and the members and our our small group session we we went to to zoom and our it's funny that our numbers at the zoom participated in the zoom calls actually went up to greater average numbers than than when when we were attending in person so it's wow. it's, it's uh it's interesting <clears throat> and we've we've well, uh we've we've maintained that even though the church has has gone back to meeting in person now we've had to to uh have more uh church church sessions just so you could have the social distancing. So we've gone from two to three uh, church sessions on, on a Sunday morning, just so people that they would feel comfortable coming back and having the social distance. Yeah. Yeah. There's some people that they want to, and I understand you just try to work with everybody where they are. Uh, we had one, uh, we did a big prayer meeting in a parking lot at a, I think it was a big lots or something. And there was a, uh, was we had the mayor and the different people in the community leaders, some of the pastors, 
and uh, the people would blow their horn and and turn on their lights and flash oh, yeah. them. You know, it was yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, it's 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 like you said, you've got to be willing to adapt and and just don't you know. Well, what are we going to do? You got to there's something you can do. You got to have a plan. You know. Yeah, and when they when people talk about getting back to the to normal or what is the new normal, I think the new normal is. I don't know what that's going to be, but it's probably not what it was pre-corona. I'm not sure either. We we just made a decision. I told my guys, we're going to act like we're not going to do a school assembly until next fall, fall of 2021. And that way we ain't got to, we may, we may do one before then, but if we don't, we're going to have a plan to do whatever we're going to do. We're going to do it. We're going to do it good. And we're going to get better at it. Right. And somebody, you know, I've heard these from several, you were talking about, the people that were coming online was more than what you were having come to church. Now, I don't, once again, I haven't done a survey of everybody, but I, I believe across the board, the people I've talked to said that they've got more people watching online than they ever had coming to church. So, yeah, well, I've seen the same thing, and, and it's anecdotal that that uh, I don't know the statistics and that it's a, a, a scientifically proven survey. But yeah, the anecdotally, I've heard pastors say that and just what we've experienced at our church as well, that there's more people that are, that are watching that. And it's, and it, from what I've seen churches that maybe they didn't have any online presence before now they're doing, whether it's Facebook, whether they're doing a YouTube, whatever it is, they're, they're out there in some kind of digital format that, that lives on beyond the, the time that they have that live service. So I think that's all good. And, and it's just part of the, the adaptation and, and um, making things, being able to, to deliver whatever the, whatever it is, I mean, we see that in business, we see that in churches, we see that in religious organizations that that people are going to survive. They're going to find a way through, and that's on the religious side, on the church side. That's that's uh that's something that people need that they really they really count on, and it it is part of their their mental, their spiritual well being that they are able to talk with other people, whether it's online, whether it's in person. But they have to have that. I mean, that's just been a a proven thing, and it's. I think the statistics that we hear about suicide, depression, drug use, that is that's another outcry or symptom of people not being able to to uh communicate and relate and and see each see one another. I mean that it's really sad and I don't know that we're fully aware of what those true statistics are now until after we come out of this this lockdown. I mean there's still states that are locked down which is which is sad, you know. The, the short period of time that Florida went through the lockdown was, was bad and it was, it was, you know, there was a lot of uncertain times there, but just think of the states that states and communities that are still going through that. It's, it's really hard to imagine. You know, I, I was just, I just remembered uh, there was a, a one school system. I've talked to somebody that said one of the, uh, the school superintendents had said that they didn't have any students in the whole County that got, uh, that died from the coronavirus, but they had, I think, six that had committed suicide. Yeah, and and that and it was a it was a it's not a, a very big county. I was just blown away. I, yeah, and I, that's I don't the, think that's we'll, kind of the like extreme. You said, we won't hear the effects of some of this stuff until you know. Yep. You talk about two hundred thousand people died from the coronavirus. We we don't know how many people have committed suicide because of coronavirus. That may be worse. You know, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, we've it, talked it, about that. Took, yeah. It's it's bad. I mean, the unattended consequences of some of the things that we've done, and that we've really uh, kind of gone all out to make sure that that we 
we stop or we slow down the spread of the coronavirus, but what are the unintended consequences of doing that? I mean, nobody likes to see the that number go up over $200,000. That's that's sad and that's horrible that that's happened, but maybe those maybe the numbers that the suicide numbers or the drug abuse or the depression, those numbers may dwarf the 200,000. So, I don't know, it's yes. it's a, it's a sad situation and and we don't know what the the right answer is when we're living through it. We just have to to uh, hope and pray that we do make the right decisions. That's it. Uh, there's just there's things that you could be doing. Uh, I, I was I was sharing with you. I think the, there was a lot of things that we couldn't do. But let's say, what can we do? And, and this was one of them. We got it. We we fixed this studio up. We started working on videos. Started building content. And and, uh, and we like I said, we did get a response from one school that said, hey, we want to do a virtual event. So I, I think once this thing takes off, I think it'll be a, a chain reaction. You know, and I was thinking, too, you said this a while ago. There's some of these churches in some of these communities. They didn't even have a projector. Yeah. I don't even sure. Some of them probably didn't even have a computer. But I see some of these pastors that I know. They're doing Zoom calls and face. Most of them are doing Facebook stuff, which is fine. You know yeah. what I mean? And people are tuning in. And I bet you that. The computer sales probably went up, or even now you got smartphones, so maybe not. But some of these, I'm talking back. You know, we grew up in a kind of a rural area, so there's a lot of those backwood churches that are that are doing things they've never done before. So I think it. And once again, what I always say, what the devil meant for bad, God turns around for good. So I think there's some good things that'll come out of this. The gospel's getting out that probably would have never gone out before. Because some people did just, you know, obviously they quit having church, but what yeah. can we do? Right. So that, hey, somebody in their church is a computer guru. Hey, we can go online. We can do Facebook Live and right. you can do it from your house. And, and I've seen some. And you know what? I, it's funny. You, you can be committed to a church. I talked to a guy the other day in Lake City. He goes, oh, I was watching uh, watching your church in Valdosta. I saw your I, I saw this church. Right? I did. They're watching church all the time. So maybe it. Like you said, there's a lot of good things that are coming out of this. To, there, there's some bad things coming out, but there's some good things coming out. Yeah. You know, Charles, one of the things that – and maybe we can get on this a little later, I don't know, or, or talk about it. Um, uh, one of the things we did, we, we wrote the book. So I, I just came up with a list of things, like five or six points, and, and I don't have to go through all of them now, but uh, it just got me thinking about this when you were talking is, you know um, – there's a scripture, it's in uh, Philippians chapter um, 4, verses 6 through 8. It, it says, um, don't be anxious or don't be, don't worry. There's uh, some translations, don't get stressed out. But, um, you know, you know, pray without ceasing. And, right. And think on these things. It goes on to talk about, think, think on things that are of good report. And here's what I notice with me, and, and I'm, I'm sure you could probably vouch for this, and you start watching the news all the time or you start digging deep into the CDC and what's happening and how's it getting most everything is is man we we you know you'll you're, I'm going to die you it know, or, can be I'm, be oh, depressed now hold, you, you you'll fall into depression you know hold that for just a minute I'm going to take a just a quick break for the radio audience those that are listening on the radio thank you you've been listening to answers that count I'm your host Charles Musgrove you know where to catch us on all your podcast channels, YouTube, Fire TV, Roku TV. We're out there. So those that are on YouTube, hang on. We'll be right back. 
Answers That Count is brought to you by the Bean Team. For all your business accounting needs, visit beanteam.com for more info. You can listen to more episodes of Answers That Count on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Or visit AnswersThatCount.com.